Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Pastor May, good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Thursday, 9th of February 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news from the Isle of Man and background to that news and sport, business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person tonight. Vehicle tax on the way up by 10% and EVs tax too. There's a call for the reinstatement of the Heritage Trail Bridges. Manx residents are supporting the Turkish earthquake victims. Animal protection laws are on the way. And why do the majority of student constables leave within two years? Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, these are the update news headlines. Fastamai Chanel Suku. Fastamai. The infrastructure minister has told Manx Radio he hopes a 10% increase in road tax won't cause people hardship. Changes have been made to sailings due to the delay of the steam packet's new vessel Manxman. The company says it's necessary to ensure service resilience after the discovery of gearbox issues during sea trials, which will impact her arrival in Manx waters. Changes have been made to proposals to keep a register of those who breach laws designed to protect animals on the island. The Animal Welfare Bill was discussed by members of the Legislative Council this week. In international news, rescuers say they still hold hope that survivors can be found in small pockets under the rubble of collapsed buildings in Turkey and Syria. Nearly two weeks after the disappearance of mother of two, Nicola Bully, officers have moved their search to the coastline. Boats have been examining the area around Mokum Bay and the mouth of the wire, the river where police think she may have fallen into. And the press regulators launched an investigation into Jeremy Clarkson's article in The Sun about the Duchess of Sussex. His column in December received more than 25,000 complaints. Those were your headlines. News at 6. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromaya, thank you. Chanel from the Ronaldsway Met Office. There is a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is slight, later moderate. Uh, ben McCree's just entered uh, Douglas Inner Harbour and will be on the link span in the next 10 minutes. It's going to be dry this evening, turning cloudy through the night. Perhaps some light rain on a fresh to strong southwesterly. Overnight minimum is 5 degrees. For Jehenya, Friday morning, patchy light rain at first drying up during the afternoon on a fresh to strong southwest wind. It will ease as the uh, afternoon goes on, the wind that is. Daylight maximum 10, a dry evening for Friday and down to 7 through the night. Into Jasan, Saturday dry and cloudy with a light to moderate southwesterly. Top temperature 10 degrees. Tides on the way out, low water 6 minutes to 8 tonight. High tide 8 minutes before 2 a.m. The sun rises at 11 minutes before 8 in the morning and low water at 5 past 8. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com well, you heard it in the headlines. Vehicle taxes proposed to rise by 10% for most road users and for the first time we'll see those with EVs required to put their hand in their pocket. The story from Christian Jones. For most categories, motorists can expect to see a 10% increase. Some of the exemptions include motorcyclists, which have an increase from £25 to £28, 
Disability exemptions remain and veteran vehicles will be increased on a rolling basis rather than a sudden amount. There's been various government schemes to reduce costs recently, Manx Utilities freezing electricity prices, bus fare caps, but in 2021 we saw almost 400 people caught with expired road tax, so is this figure likely to rise as a result? Infrastructure Minister Chris Thomas hopes the rise won't cause undue hardship. We've certainly got to look after people. That's We're, we're, we're representatives of the people um, in, in Keys and Timwood. The, the money that is spent by government is people's money through taxes and, and, and rates and vehicle duties and other charges, so we've got to be very, very cognisant of that. I also think we've got to look after poorer people even more than richer people because uh, they, they need us. So the point that you make is, is, very, is a very important one and I do hope that um, uh, you know, a 10% increase over three years isn't going to cause undue hardship to people and if so, um, make sure that they're in touch and you know, work out options. Another thing we're trying to do is um, put in place uh, direct uh, debit arrangements um, and direct debit arrangements are much more complicated than people first think. Uh, especially in, in, a, in a duty rather than a, you know, you're just paying for something that you've bought. And secondly, it's a huge, quite a huge system because we're looking at potentially a million transactions inside our um, direct debit system. So we've got to look at the legal, we've got to set up a system. But I do hope within the next year we'll be, we'll be able to, to, you know, to roll out some sort of um, direct debit system that might help some of those people with those issues. There's a call for the reinstatement of heritage trail bridges on the Isle of Man to be given serious consideration. It's one of the many recommendations in a report on active travel, which is going to be debated by Timwald in May. Chair of the committee looking into it is Rob Mercer, MLC. During our evidence gathering, we did not see if Department of Infrastructure had consulted with Department for Enterprise on this, who seemed to be quite supportive of this type of schemes. And it's a bit of a crossover here between what is active travel and what is leisure. For example, those bridges, if they were to be reinstated, uh, and you could have the pathway from Douglas right the way through to Ramsey, I believe it would make it the second longest off-road walking and cycle path in the British Isles. Well, we have to have some regard for accessibility and I think some of those crossing points would be very difficult for people with mobility problems and actually on one of those roads you're crossing a very very fast unrestricted section of road and this came partly from the evidence session with Professor Worden who is the interim public health chief. He pointed us at these wider definitions and uh, we, we agree with him I think as a committee that that is a it's something that should be looked at. It was very narrowly focused, the original one, on two and a half miles around Douglas. But of course, people travel actively, not just around Douglas. So we, we were looking at them to reconsider those kind of things based on the evidence that was provided to us, not just by public health, but by the Department of Education, Sport and Culture. And it would have been good, I think, for them to have consulted with DFE over some aspects of this. The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Faster Mike, good evening. 23 minutes before six live from Douglas Head in the Isle of Man. Manx residents are being praised for their support for the Turkish community following huge earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Farat Agun and Ozzy Kurd told Manx Radio of a sense of helplessness, seeing the cat catastrophic events unfold it's been really really sad to be honest just watching you know videos on social media and seeing people in you know very bad conditions because the weather is bad in turkey at the moment it's very very cold in some parts of turkey especially where the earthquake is hit it's just really really upsetting to be honest to be able to you know not being able to help physically 
I've made donations myself, so has my cousin. But I think um, Turkey and Syria need help from all around the world. Where my family originated from is where it's hit, it's hit really bad. I've got cousins that were stuck in there in buildings. I've got a disabled cousin that was stuck on the third floor, that was in there for about 42 hours. They managed to get him out, um, but they are really struggling with you know finding food and water to drink and stuff at the moment. And there's no way like I could help physically help. And you know, even even sending like money over to them, it's not helping because they've got nowhere to buy any products from. So, the place that was hit, there's a real lack of infrastructure there, and so the government can't get into or out of those places properly as well. And so, what's happened is most of the people who've lived around in those areas, you know, family, friends of the community, they're the ones who are actually helping. If the place is affected, don't have like a tourist industry then the government doesn't really invest so heavily in there. And now we're seeing the effects of that. I mean, you can't build a road in a place where an earthquake's hit. You've had to, you should have built the road before. Turkey's always had this kind of geopolitical issue with its neighbors, especially with the Kurds. And uh, the areas that have been affected the most are Kurdish areas. I've had random people come up to me. Any of your family been hurt? How are you holding up? What are they doing? They're genuinely interested. Sexual violence is something that victim support believes many people on the Isle of Man turn a blind eye to and pretend it just doesn't happen. Well, victim support's encouraging businesses to join a Dress in Yellow Day tomorrow to raise awareness. Kelly Knight is an independent sexual violence advisor and she says on the Isle of Man, it's a hidden issue. Unfortunately, it happens a lot and um, we've obviously had quite a few high-profile cases on the island of the last couple of years and in the UK. So I think awareness is now coming forward about that it does happen and it's not okay. We offer a confidential service. We are independent, which makes it a safe place for them to talk. Um, we can then support them with whatever they want to do, whether it's going to the police or even not going to the police. Um, it's their, their choice and they control that. But it, we offer that safe space for them to talk. When this happens, it's not normal, it's not right, and it's um, we should be able to then talk about it. A lot of people retreat um, and just hide it and close in on themselves and just don't talk about it, and I think we need to talk about it to protect ourselves and our mental health. What can people do to get involved? I mean, what, what is the Dress in Yellow Day? I suppose Dress in Yellow Day is just to raise that awareness and get people talking about sexual violence and that it does happen you can get involved wearing anything yellow yellow is a bright sunshine color and i think that makes people happy and it just spreads that awareness it can have a cake sale held a raffle and um, dress down day so dress in yellow for dress down day there's loads of ways to get involved <laughs> Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hisham at two minutes past two. She's safely on the link span in Douglas Harbour at the moment. Will be departing at 7.45, arriving in Hisham at half past 11 tonight. The overnight departure is 2.15am back at uh, Douglas, six o'clock tomorrow morning. And the morning departure, Ben McCree heads to Hisham at 8.45. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information.
Laws to increase protection for animals are a step closer to coming into force. Members of LegCo have been debating the proposals, including how to keep a register of those found to be in breach of the law. Here's Max Radio's Phil Gorn. The Animal Welfare Bill seeks to strengthen and expand existing animal welfare legislation, as well as requiring a duty of care for pets from their owners and powers to respond to modern animal welfare issues such as puppy farming and assaults on service dogs. Paul Crane amended a provision of the bill which creates an animal welfare register. He explains his concern. It would be possible for somebody who had a complaint made against them to have their name placed on that register. Now, some of the complaints might be um, so so um, simple, if you like, maybe a, an issue of a dog having been barking on one occasion. They wouldn't warrant any sort of investigation and, and therefore to have the name of someone complained against, they don't know they've been had a complaint against them, they would um, have maybe some sort of uh, explanation for the complaint. To have them on the animal register, welfare register seemed inappropriate, so uh, the amendments basically separated out a record of complaints from the actual animal welfare register. Bill Henderson felt that while the bill goes a long way in protecting animals, it doesn't go far enough, and he hoped that more comprehensive legislation will be introduced at a future time. The mover, Tanya August Hansen, steered the bill through some thoughtful debate and the bill now awaits its final reading before returning to the Keys for further consideration. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before 6, Standard Charter was the top performer on the index following a report that FAB, that's the first Abu Dhabi bank, is pressing ahead with a potential offer for the bank. According to Bloomberg, under the codename Silver Foxtrot, officials at Abu Dhabi Bank are working under the radar on a possible bid once a cooling-off period required by the UK takeover rules elapses. Sources told Bloomberg FAB is exploring an all-cash bid in the range of 30 to $35 billion. Later this year, a one-kilometre stretch of road in the German town of Berlingen will become famous as the first public road to charge electrical vehicles as they drive over it. The FT reports that this dynamic charging technology, which is also being trialled in the United States, has the potential to reduce the size of batteries needed in EVs and end range anxiety in drivers. Carmakers and lobby groups have uh, expressed concerns that there just aren't enough charging points across Europe or indeed enough battery materials. Dynamic charging could be the game changer for the EV industry. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets are higher as investors weighed up the economic outlook and interest rate trajectory. Sterling rose on hawkish comments from Bank of England officials. Oil dipped after the country's oil inventories hit the highest in months. And gold rose, although prices are expected to be range-bound as traders, traders await economic data. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 up a third of a percent at 7,911. The DAX in Frankfurt closed up three quarters of a percent at 15,527. Currently New York City, the Dow Jones Industrials up a quarter of a percent at 34,030. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up just about 
at uh, a fifth of a percent at 11,931, and the S&P 500 up again a fifth of a percent at 4,124. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 21.5 cents, one euro, 12.9 cents, and 21 South African rand, 53.1 cents. In commodities, gold's down a fifth of a percent at $1,872 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude uh, down almost 1% at $84.29. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. 13 minutes before six, a former police officer believes retention is a bigger challenge to the Isle of Man Constabulary than recruitment. Jed Power says in his experience, the majority of student constables leave the force within a couple of years of joining. When you look at policing uh, singularly and then the inference is being that there's a recruitment issue, well, perhaps there's a retention issue and we need to look at why Perhaps uh, police officers aren't staying in their career, say, for more than a year or two years. So I know for a fact that you might get an intake of, say, 12 officers. And after two years, only three or four are left. So you've got to take a a sharp intake of breath. Maybe just look at that and, and other factors. Maybe, for instance, I mean, you've just had that independent policing review published, in particular in the last few recommendations in the report which is proposing and suggesting and recommending that there needs to be an independent police inquiry service. So that's where police complaints are dealt with away from the hands of the police, which has been something that has been um, asked for for years, you know, including myself. I put the petition into Timwald um, only, what, four years ago. And it's good to see that this has been recognised and hopefully will be brought to fruition in time to come. It is the best job in the world, in my book. It's such it gives such variety, in, and on the Isle of Man, you know, you can make such a big difference on a community front. Um, that there's no question about that. But it, it's a bit like, you know, oh, we got access to surveys that have been made. I mean, if you did public surveys, not just on a, an occupational front with the police, but on a national front across the community, the Isle of Man, you know, you'd perhaps reveal all kinds of uh, opinions and thoughts about what the true state of play is at the moment. Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rhianne Evans. Fast am I, good evening. Sienna Dunn is one of four rising stars of hockey to have recently been awarded a Hockey Writers Club Youth and Junior Accolade. The Manx player, who started her hockey journey in the Manx Youth Games when she was eight, won the Junior Girls Under-18 Award. 
Dunn has been in the England setup since under-16s and has gone on to captain the under-18s side in numerous competitions. She's already had success in 2023 with Repton Women, who lifted the Super 6 trophy at the Copper Box in London last month. To win the award, the judging panel based their decision on information from coaches, clubs and schools, with the judges considering not just hockey ability, but players' personal qualities and potential for future development. An England hockey junior coach said Sienna was a standout character in the England environment, adding she leads by example and delivers consistently on the pitch with a very relentless nature and she helps deliver a competitive yet supportive environment. Past winners of the award include Rio Olympic Games gold medalist Maddie Hinch and Sophie Bray. And in football, FC Isle of Man conceded their sixth loss in a row away at Squires Gate last night, but the Ravens didn't go down without a fight. 3-0 down at half-time, the Manx side applied the pressure with two second-half goals from Steve Whitley and Charles Higgins. It wasn't enough, though, in the end, with the scoreline ultimately ending 3-2. FC Isle of Man are currently sitting in 20th in the NWCFL Premier Division. Their next match will be at home to Earlham this Saturday, the 11th of February. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the 25 past five, Logan out from Manchester, won't be in for about another five minutes or so. The half past seven, EasyJet from Gatwick showing on time. Inbound, Logan out from Liverpool, the patient transfer return on time. And uh, the five past eight, uh, Logan out from London City is uh, on tonight. Outbound, six o'clock, uh, patient transfer plane to Liverpool. The Logan Air's delayed for 20 minutes, and then it's the eight o'clock departure EasyJet back to Gatwick. On the roads in Regaby, a series of temporary closures on the Regaby West Road. They're doing some water replacements till uh, June this year. And temporary lights in Ramsey on the marketplace for the new pedestrian crossing. Temporary lights on the main road in Greba uh, by the Hawthorne for bus stop improvement work. That should wrap up tomorrow. In Douglas, Princess Road's closed for patching work. Narrow lanes and a temporary crossing on Victoria Street. In um, Annika Lane, temporary lights there near the Heron for a new pedestrian crossing. A section of the Doon Loop Road's closed near Doon Bend for water main work. And the Coast Road's closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing work. Temporary lights on the Bradder Road, Port Aaron for work on a retaining wall. And Upper Prom in Port Aaron's got temporary lights for resurfacing. Temporary lights on the main road near Arbury Parish Hall in Ballabeck for that new zebra crossing. Castle Street's one way northbound in Castletown. Temporary closures around East Key and the Prom in Peel. And between Peel and St John's, temporary lights on the main road 24 hours a day. They're working on the pavements. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest free. Get more with it's an icon and we know the Lady Isabella, the great Lexi wheel, the largest working water wheel in the world. Uh, and now a new watercolour painting purchased by Manx National Heritage is helping shed light on what came before. Dating back to 1850, the picture shows another wheel in her place, described by M&H as the precursor. Laxi historian Andrew Scarf. What we tend to think of about the Laxi wheel, it was the only wheel at the great Laxi barn that was used to pump water, but it wasn't. What happened from the early days of mining at Laxey, as the mine got deeper and deeper, they built a succession of water wheels, a bigger diameter, more powerful, as the pumps got bigger, longer, and the mine deeper. The very first one was quite small, and obviously the Laxey wheel, the last one, was the, is the biggest water wheel in the world. This particular picture is the one that was in the middle there, um, slightly smaller than Laxey wheel, 
and built in the 1840s and it did the same job operated pumps to pump water out of the Great Laxey Mine. We know not a lot about it, to be honest. It's a bit of a mystery. that There's very few pictures, and this is the very first picture that actually shows the water wheel itself. Presumably it dates, say, round about 1850-ish, days before photography, so we're relying on a painting. It was described as having been seen as a silhouette in the background of a previous painting before. Yes, I said there's a couple of pictures of Laxey from about the 1840s, 1850s that show what could be this wheel um, in the background really is an incidental subject. Don't really know when it was built. There is a minute book in the Manx National Heritage Archives that goes into detail of, of the earlier water wheel and from 1822, but this one is not mentioned. And you would have thought in the minute book the company would have made recorded the decision to actually build it, but they didn't. How big a gap in the history of this wheel has this painting filled? Quite a big gap. As I said, the references to it in other places and pictures are, are, are few and far between. So to actually have a, a painting as accurate as this that shows exactly how it worked um, and what it looked like is brilliant. The Catholic Union of Great Britain says it has huge concerns about the possibility of assisted dying being allowed on the Isle of Man. The proposed new law would give terminally ill people the right to end their lives. A public consultation which the union responded to has now closed. Here's the Catholic Union's Deputy Director James Somerville-Michael. The proposals on the Isle of Man as we see them are a particularly extreme form of assisted suicide, proposals that would allow people to seek assistance in ending their own life, even if they're not terminally ill, is something that we're really concerned about. To be able to collect lethal medication from a pharmacist over a counter, as you would an inhaler or for antibiotics, is something that we're, that we're really concerned about. So, you know, obviously we respect that it's a matter for the Isle of Man Parliament and for people on the island. But it's something that we have taken up because it's something that is of great concern to, to Catholics, both on the island and, and across the British Isles as well. We think this whole debate should start around how you care for somebody who is terminally ill or in a physical, mental state in which they want to, to end their life. And it's a great irony in a way, if you think you know, where we were in the pandemic with COVID, when the government on the Isle of Man did so much to keep people alive. And you know, it seems that now the pandemic is over, there is this shift to make it easier for people to seek assistance in ending their own lives. And I think what's really worrying, if you look at the situation in Canada, for example, now, people are fearful to ask for palliative care because they fear that it might start them on a path towards assisted suicide. The starting point for us is the dignity of human life. That's something that is very clear in the Bible. It's something that is reinforced by the teaching of the Catholic Church, clear commandment in the Bible that not to kill. And that's a commandment given without condition, without caveat. So we take the stance that all life is sacred. We've submitted to the consultation. We're going to be monitoring the response to that. And then we will look at next steps after that. I really hope authorities on the Isle of Man, and particularly the proposer of this, will consider the feedback. That's it for Update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's News Department. Thanks to uh, newsreader Chanel Suku, producer Rianne Evans. Uh, stick around, Shackley is on Bobby Bob John Billy. We'll be on after six. Greatest hits with Mike Reynolds tonight at 6.30. A little light music with Morris Powell at 9 o'clock. And Rianne Evans back at 10 with After Hours. That's it, back tomorrow with another update. W-I-N-K.